You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes, and it is time for the NFL season to kick off. Will Greenwood. I am at Rotor Librarian Ryan Livergood. Joining me as always, it's Will, the Thrill Greenwood, coming to you from the Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Will, what's going on? Boop. I'm so stoked for the season to get going next week. Uh, live sports on TV. It's been so long since we've had just the, what will maybe feel like normalcy. Uh, we'll kind of see what they do with the crowd sizes around. I was looking at the ESPN schedule to see what the noon games were for you. Uh, and you can still buy tickets to a lot of these games. It looks like every stadium is doing social distancing with fans. So, uh, you know, it'll be really, and the NFL will be really great for like two, three weeks. Yeah. I don't think there are too, how many, how many did you see off the top of your head? Cause I, I think I read an athletic article where I know there are some, but it's pretty inconsistent. It depends on state and local regulations, that type of thing. Like I, like I know that um, I think most of the Midwestern teams aren't allowing fans of the stadium. I don't know about California. I, I know you can go to the chiefs game. I think. I don't know if you can get. Yeah. There's a guy that talked about on the Dan Patrick show that as a season ticket holder, you got like, it was based on seniority and then you could buy them in like whatever groups was very spaced out. If, if the Jaguars and Buccaneers were playing this week, that would be a full capacity stadium. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm just kidding. It's, it's a yeah. Florida take. Yeah. Classic, classic Florida. Or if it was in South Dakota in Sturgis. <laughs> or right. no, is that North Dakota? Shoot. Take that back. Ryan, edit this out. Edit this out. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> no editing, Will. No, we got to get the show out tonight so our, our listeners can listen to this before Thursday night kickoff. Um, so, Will, this is kind of our – I'm almost calling it like a 2020 preview show. Not that we're going to preview all the teams. We've been doing that all offseason, that type of thing. But this is going to be a preview of the format for the, the year. We're going to have uh, the same general format each week, and it's, it won't be – unfamiliar to a lot of our longtime listeners, but um, it's a little bit different than we did last um, year. So that's what we're going to do tonight. So we're going to start each show with our moments and letdowns of the week of the past week. But since we didn't really have a past week yet, we didn't even have a preseason for preseason football. We're going to do our moments and letdowns of the off season or, or of draft season, if you want. So Will, what was your moment of the off season oh man the whole entire off season ryan my moment of the off season oh this is a, this is a bad choice to start with me because i didn't all right i, didn't, I'll I start had with, a couple in my head and now i've kind of like blanked okay i'll start with my moment i think my moment of the off season i think when all of us needed it most at least i'm speaking for myself was the nfl draft because that was you know really as we were getting into uh, really a couple months of COVID and so many of us on lockdown working from home or even unemployed. Um, it, it just, it was a, it was a bad, you know, we were in a, a bad spot. We still, we still are honestly, but um, that just, you know, sparked some excitement for me. I was starting to fade my interest in dynasty leagues. I was very pessimistic about football and, you know, for, for that weekend, it was really uplifting we had a great drafter party as we always do. So that was clearly the moment for me easily, the NFL draft. It was, and I thought the draft was really well done. I thought that it worked the way they did it, you know, like get, getting, you know, all those looks into the homes of 
all the players and families and celebrations. You still got to see that. That's one of the best things about the draft. I think you get to, to see the excitement where uh, uh, young man's life changes when he gets drafted by a team and you get to see that excitement and, and all his loved ones around him loving that. So that was my moment uh, pretty easily. Uh, one of mine that was up there was that when uh, Roger Goodell played the booze in the background when he was in his office, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, it was just, I mean, a, an easy move to call out, but still, you know, he could have a little bit of fun with himself. I mean, when you're making $40 million a year as the commissioner, it's probably a little bit easier to, to have a couple of chuckles <laughs> at yourself. <laughs> yeah, that, that helps. That certainly helps. Um well, let, let's talk about letdowns then. Uh, what, 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 I mean, obviously, you know, COVID is, is it was a huge letdown, you know, canceled so much that we're accustomed to in the off season, canceled preseason football, which, you know, I know preseason football is, it kind of stinks, but it, it gives us something to talk about, gets us excited about players, um, sometimes falsely, but, you know, it's, we, you know, we love preseason. We, we, any football is great. You can play DFS in preseason. We didn't get that. So, um, I think what what you want to go first? What's your what was your letdown of? The- yeah, so so my letdown, uh, like kind of like big time, is you just see you hate to see, uh, kind of kind of like the dark backstories of a young man failing, and and that would be Darius Guys would be my moment, uh, my biggest letdown of the off season, because it, it it does it relates to fantasy because he was such everybody wanted him to be great in fantasy. We all had high hopes for him. I, I don't think, at least I didn't know or didn't find anything kind of about this dark history about him beforehand. And then when that happened and then more was revealed and you look further into it, uh, it just makes me sad. So that, that, that's why it's a letdown. Like it's, it's not all about fantasy, but when somebody's in the, in the spotlight like that, like that, and they have an opportunity to really, you know, he could have been a really great person in his community. He could have done a lot. He could have had a great voice and stood up. And even if you made those mistakes, you know, those uh, collegiate mistakes, he could have changed and developed into a better person. And a lot of that has been taken away because of his actions. And uh, I, I, you know, I wish the best for him. I hope he can turn it around and, and live, a, you know, live a good life and be a good person. But that was, that was very sad. It's just sad news. Yeah. You can actually expand that to the whole Washington football team. Like, I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, I think they're on a good path now with Ron Rivera there. I mean, not that I think he's, you know, one of the best coaches in the NFL, but I think he's a stabilizing force for that franchise. And clearly, ownership is listening to him. So I, I think that's a good move for them. I think, you know, he, he'll probably get them to be, you know, somewhat competitive and maybe they'll need another coach to take them to the next level. I think he should get out of Washington as soon as he can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big, Ron, I, I'm a big Ron. I like, yeah. I like Ron Rivera, but it, I think now it's sad that he went to Washington like that. We're just clearly seeing how bad of a franchise they are. And, yeah. and you know, in the, uh, it just is shocking, but way to big dog me with my one player from the team. And then you take the whole team. No, no, I and that wasn't. I that wasn't even. That wasn't going to say. I mean, mine, mine seems pretty trivial in in hindsight, and I'll, I'll show that in a minute. But I just was was saying that um, you know, just when you think about it, just just so much negative news around that franchise. But there is optimism with with Ron Rivera being there, and um, you know, I think the Alex Smith story is is kind of kind of cool. The the fact that he is, you know, the guy almost died, you know. And, and I don't know if he's ever going to. It's a, it's a surge, how many surgeries have gone wrong from that organization too and gotten infections? It's <laughs> shocking. It is. Oh, yeah. it, what the, uh, it's going to be a weird coincidence, but, um, but I think my letdown, and this is just a personal letdown. It's not as serious as, as what, what you, I mean, the Darius guy standing, I think wins if we were competing here, but I, I just think the bears not acquiring Cam Newton for me <laughs> was my biggest letdown. <laughs> it's the fact they got Nick Foles and I was trying to be optimistic when it happened, but it's very clear from, 
camp that you know the fact that Mitch Trubisky is starting is is just not a great sign and and, and Nick Foles even though he's had his highlights in the NFL it's it's not he's not a franchise quarterback and it just makes me kind of depressed about going into the season because you know the Bears have, well, have a pretty good defense but uh, you know I just I just don't see their offense doing too much and if if the Bears somehow you know sneak into the playoffs it's not like they're going any anywhere they're not going to go anywhere you know they, they may sneak in but that's that's very optimistic i think they're probably seven and nine team at the end of the day but okay so that's my letdown the the, the bears not just just being not making the right moves uh, you know because cam newton just they could have got him cheap and and why not you know why not roll the dice put someone in there that could could be a difference maker for you but oh well yeah all right uh, yeah. unrelated to the nfl uh a sneaky highlight from and this is, it's, it kind of has like a twisted side to it. Because of COVID, uh, they weren't really able to have the NBA draft combine fully. So that means Luke Garza, runner-up to the Naismith Trophy, player of the year in college basketball, is coming back to the Hawks. Uh, yeah. And according to ESPN's way too early rankings, the Hawks are five, which usually make mixed bag of how we do with those, those higher rankings. And if college basketball, if they can figure it out and make it happen uh, – it could be it could be a lot of fun, and I also think then that keeps Bohannon from transferring, and we could have a. Uh, I, I'm very excited for the potential of college basketball this year. Yeah, let's not go down that road because we'll turn this into a college basketball podcast. Because Illinois also got their big guns back, so I mean the Big Ten is loaded. If they play, you know, basketball, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so. the top three teams are Hawks, Hawks, Hawks. Fourth, wait, let me see, Hawks, <laughs> but they all tie because they're all number one. <laughs> uh, nice <laughs> very nice homework take will that's that's awesome okay the the uh, so essentially what we're gonna do each week during the the season we're gonna have three segments a moment so letdowns is, is the first segment and then we're gonna do the tweet of the week um which is something new which we really haven't done during the season we've, we've talked about tweets all the time we, we do some twitter trade shows yeah but th- this is new so my my tweet of the week ryan mcdowell put this out out there if you've ever heard of ryan mcdowell um I'll kidding aside. Today is my last, this is a tweet. Today is my last chance. I just have to trade for blank in my dynasty league before the season begins. So Ryan put that out there. Will. Um, so I wanted to ask you what your answer would be. How, fill in the blank. Today is my last chance. I just have to trade for blank in my dynasty league before the season begins. Okay. So my, my still kind of like, maybe it's time you see, I guess season begins kind of throws it for a little bit of a loop, but any sort of contender that somehow ended up with JK Dobbins especially when that uh, number four on the depth chart came out, which is kind of a joke. I would really like, I don't have enough of JK Dobbins in my life and I need more of JK Dobbins uh, in my life. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I think is a very obvious one, but the other one right now that I really would like to go and try to acquire before he gets too expensive and that I don't have enough of is Chenault. Yeah. Those are good names. Really and they're, good names. they're high rookie. I mean, they're first and second round rookie picks, you know, Dobbins was right up there, but uh, those are, those are guys I, I, I would, you know, kind of send out offers for. And, and you know what? Well, I mean, I think those are good names because, I mean, yes, could all those guys like drop off a cliff? I mean, in theory, yes, you know, maybe they don't do anything in the NFL. But on the flip side, there's a real strong chance that, you know, I, J.K. Dobbins takes over that backfield, um, you know, just forget about it. His, his value is just going to skyrocket. Um, Antonio Gibson, you know, c- kind of the, sa- the same. Uh, Chenault, the same way. I think Chenault's a really interesting player. Um, the way the Jags might use him. Um, so it's going to be fun to see those guys. So I like all those names. My, the guy that came to my mind is a guy we've talked about a lot on the show. 
is Irv Smith Jr. Because as much as we mm. talked him up on that two tight end show, he, he, I just don't ha- I don't have him anywhere. I have zero shares of Irv Smith Jr. And, you know, he's a second year guy that could really pop, especially we were just talking about the Vikings on the, on the Patreon show. If you want to check that out, join us on Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's got to get that in there. Um, but look at that Vikings offense. You know, they, they, they lost digs. They've got Adam Thielen as a reliable number one option. And after that, I, I don't know who's going to be their number two. You know, I mean, you know, Dalvin cook out of the backfield, but you know, the, someone else is, is going to get some targets and it might just be Irv Smith jr. So I think this could be the year where he, he takes off in value and um, it's going to be really hard to get him if he does. So. Yeah, the the Vikings offense around to me is just so confusing because it doesn't feel like the pieces mix. Because uh, Irv Smith isn't an outside wide receiver, <laughs> like right. And he's he probably I mean he's never really going to be that at least I, I assume. And in my opinion, I mean he's he's a tight end, so I just don't. And then they you know Justin Jefferson he played basically only in the slot in college or majority out of the slot in college. Like I, I don't get. And then Thielen was also most effective. In the slot, the slot when, when yeah. was there. so it's like, if, unless they can like just do bunch formations and everybody's in the slot somehow, uh, I, I don't know how it's all going to work. Work and it it, it kind of pains me because I want to figure it out, but there I, there's not a chance before the season starts. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings do um, on offense and and who who benefits, who doesn't. So that, but that's the guy that came to my, the one guy I mean that came to my mind is like, that's the guy that I just have not had a chance to acquire. So uh, the, the clock is ticking. It's, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, a lot to do between now when the season starts, like get all my lineup set for Thursday night, make sure I don't have, uh, uh, you know, Brandon cooks. If I don't know if he's going to play or not, but if he, if he isn't any of my lineups, I've got to get him out. Um, any other names you want to throw out there that are interesting that you, that you had wished? I'm surprised you didn't name Drew Locke because Drew Locke was a guy that months ago you identified. Do you still feel the same way about Drew Locke? I hate Drew Locke now because I couldn't acquire him. <laughs> it's totally fantasy bias. Well, I was trying to get him like uh, for what I felt like was fair value, maybe a slight of an overpay, but the asking prices were just too high of an investment. So I don't have any regrets about not acquiring Drew Locke. Yeah, I, I think I think sometimes you just have to – have to let it go some you know and and you know if, if a guy is is too expensive then as much as you want him um and unless it's like a guy that's on your team or something or just someone that you just loved and you know in the off season and, and just weren't able to make it happen then i guess you can overpay but yeah you, you want to yeah wanna get if drew lock went to iowa i would have paid anything <laughs> but i wouldn't have had to because i already had him everywhere <laughs> all right we're, we're cruising along so and like I said, you know, this is just a little bit of a preview of how, how the our shows are going to go during the season. It's a little bit different because we, we haven't even kicked off week one, but it's time for our hot, bold, spicy takes segment. Our hot, bold, spicy takes for week one. So Will, Will is typing his end to the show sheet. So he's been pondering it. I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out there, Will, while you're typing this in. Mine, you know, I always like to do these with games, and I always like to look at the, oh, the yeah. lines. You love, the, you love your lines because you get your sweet points. I think you're going to like this one, though, um, or, or not like it, because this is a team that you, you just, you, I know you don't believe in. Here's my hot, bold, spicy take for week one. The Arizona Cardinals, they're going to San Francisco, which I, I, I get it. It's not like going to be the same home field advantage as it usually would be, but they're going on the road. They are, depending on, you know, the odds that you look at, anywhere from six and a half to seven and a half point underdogs, according to VegasInsider.com. 
I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to go the road. I think they're going to beat the Niners by at least 10 points by double digits. Whoa. Yeah. I, I just think that San Francisco with the injuries they have on offense, I, I think that, um, you know, their, their defense is, is not going to be, you know, quite as good, at least initially, you know, Fred Warner's just coming back he was on that, that COVID list. So, you know, he, he may be a little bit rusty. Um, uh, D Ford is, you know, coming off uh, knee surgery. Um, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just feel it. I think Arizona, I think their offense is going to be legit for real. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. I think Jimmy G's going to have a good game too, but I think at the end of the day, the Cardinals pull away. They win by at least 10 points. So Ooh. that's my Hubble specific week one. What say you will? Uh, oh, I didn't even give the levels. I forgot. If you, if you listen to the last show and we know you did, um, you know, there are five levels for these hot takes. There's banana pepper, jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, and the almighty Carolina Reaper. And throughout the season, we'll get assigned points based on if we're right on our takes, which we rarely are correct on these takes. Uh, one to five points. So what, what do I get, Will, for the, um, the, the, the call? Cardinals uh, over the Niners. I, 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 I refuse at any point in time now to give you a Carolina Reaper based on a game call. So you get That's fine. Ahead. Fine. Okay. I mean, the 10 points really was inching closer around. You're tickling it. If you said 17 points, uh, I, I would give you that. Carolina Reaper. But if we're going to stick to 10, because uh, the NFL is a fickle game and, uh, you know, an interception touchdown and, or, you know, a couple of mistakes on offense, even though it'd be kind of weird for Kyle Shannon's offense to do those kind of things. Um, I, I, I kind of see, do you think that game, so on ESPN, they have that as a, a over under 48. Do you think they hit the over on that? I do. Well, I guess if, if the Cardinals are going to win by 10, they would. Unless it was like 24 to 14, then Jimmy G's not <laughs> No, I think Jimmy G's going to have a good game. I, I think he's, uh, we, we, we talked a very little DFS on, on the Patreon show, but he's a guy I'm thinking about for GPP lineups because he, he played well against the, Cardinals last year and and I and I I don't know how good that Arizona defense is going to be so um I, I do think they're going to be point scored in the game I I know Arizona did a lot to address their their defense and um and we never know right you know Chris Harris talks about this all the time we we you it's you know we we can have our best guesses but we don't know anything until they play and how how these guys gel together so yeah like if somehow the like the Cardinals defensive coordinator figured out the Niners and they just like stump them it, you know it could happen It'd be, it'd be surprising, but you never know. Um, I, I like that call. And, Brian, I don't not believe in the Cardinals uh, as far as a team. I just I – th- I think I just want to see more of it before we anoint them as this, like, number – you know, top five offense in the league. You want to crown them? Crown them! Crown them, yeah. That was from a Cardinals coach. That's right. Dennis Green after, after they lost to the Bears. Is that like a bittersweet moment for you? No, it was a great. Are you kidding? The the Bears basically. Um, but wasn't Dennis uh, Green the coach of the Bears? At some point no, 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 he was okay. the coach of the Car- Edit that out. Edit that out. Edit that out. Sound like an idiot. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Don't worry. That was a Rex, Rex Grossman years for the Bears. Grossman had like one of the worst games ever, probably on Monday Night Football, and and they, the Bears just just their defense just carried them to the win. <laughs> they need awesome. to hire a consulting firm for quarterback uh, selections in the future. Like that should be taken out of. Whatever GM they have, it doesn't matter. Just a, a hard consulting firm saying, you need to take this player. Yeah, tell me about it. Oh, my Ugh, gosh. Gross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, you know, that's what I'm going to think about Thursday night at least a couple of times. How, how often will the announcers mention that, right? Um, like, oh, these, these are two quarterbacks that the Bears passed on, you know? It, it just seems to always come up. <laughs> oh, for uh, sure. But, but anyway, not that I'll be thinking about that at all. Take a cut, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm, okay, excited. So- I'm excited for that game. And uh, now that DeAndre Hopkins has signed his deal, it kind of takes away from one of my spicy takes. But uh, I think that's – I don't know. There's, there's a, That offense could be just just amazing. And I, th- I do think – so, like, Richard Sherman's a year older, and I know I'm going on and on about this game. But I think the Niners' defense – I saw it going in an auction league for, like, eight or nine bucks out of a $200 budget. Wow. And, pre- you know, predicting the next year's great defense is – is a, is a never just, good don't, idea. Just, just don't buy last year's <laughs> top defense like that's the that should be like the number one rule right right so so, so uh, what getting sorry i want to get back you never gave me you never signed a a, a spice level to, for you me. got ghost pepper oh ghost pepper okay you got a four out of five ryan i missed it because okay, that's I, a that's a hard stance that took like two and a half years ago that's fine. So ghost pepper, I'll put it in the show sheet because it's not in there. I didn't want you to see it. Because it has no real like direct effects on fantasy other than that you said Jimmy Grapple is going to score points. And this is a fantasy for football podcast. I, just, I, I, I gave plenty of fantasy references when, when I talked about it. So. <laughs> Fire up your Kyler Murray shares or, because um, some people are like, do you start Kyler Murray against San Francisco week one? That, that, no, if you, if you draft a Kyler Murray, if you have him on your rosters, play Kyler Murray. It's yeah, if the pass rush gets to him, he can he can escape and, and gain some great rushing yards in that game. And if it's a bad game script, he'll just he'll be passing more. Although that Niners run offense could dilute that a little bit. He's going to be fine. So my hot take is that Kyler Murray is a top 12 quarterback. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> so I want to go with this one, Ryan. And I've, I've been thinking about this. Uh, one, because I want to hype. I feel like we got off of this a little bit in the offseason. I was deciding whether or not I wanted to put, like, uh like half a touchdown in there the over under but so there, there, there's a key off like like offseason acquisition that happened for the eagles in darius slay uh so you have kind of your, your top cornerback on that team who will be in the other team's top receiver well the eagles are playing washington week one so we'll kind of see what uh what you know what a terry mclaurin can do against a you know a pretty pretty elite cornerback with darius slay and if they don't line up together the whole time, I mean, you can still mix and match. Jeremy McLaurin can still have a fine game. But I'm going to go away from that. I'm going to go that Steven Sims Jr., uh, that he's going to go for over 100 yards. And I'm just going to go set the at, at eight catches or over and then .5 touchdowns in week one. Against, <laughs> how do we – well, it's, it's, it's the over – I'm setting that the, I'm setting that as the line. Like, oh, okay. or, sorry, I should say basically he's going to have a touchdown. Okay. Okay. Uh, I take that back because we're not betting on this. It's a hot take. So I'll go, right. uh, you know, the, 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 the hot take is over 100, eight or more, and one or maybe more touchdowns. Okay. Gosh, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think what to assign this because I don't think that this is like Carolina Reaper because I don't think it's crazy to think that Steve Smith Jr. could have that type of game. Um, that said, I think – you know, saying that that would kind of indicate that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just thinking, thinking that Eagles defense. I think the Eagles defense is still pretty good. I know that they have their flaws. So, are are you okay if I give this a ghost pepper? Yeah, you can give it whatever you want. I mean, Steven Sims' career high is 81 yards in a game, but that I mean that's fine. That he's you know second year though. I no, I think it's super hot, and, and you know, ghost pepper is certainly not disrespectful. Um, he level to give it because that's still real hot. I, I just don't know if Carolina Reaper, you know, if you said that um, Riley Ridley was going to go for 100 yards, eight catches, and a touchdown against the Detroit Lions, <laughs> you, you'd have the Carolina Reaper. But 
I don't think it's gonna. It would happen. just be stupid. At least this one's fun. <laughs> no, this one's fun. And this one could happen. And you know, you want to talk about a, a guy to to put it in like a GPP lineup and, and your DFS teams. I, I think you could do worse than than um, than than this this play. So I like it. That was good. Well, also, I, I'm fantasy wanting for Steven Sims a little bit here, and I figure week one is the time to do it because we don't know a lot, uh, except that he is the number two receiver on that team. So let's go. I also had a really hard time, Ryan, not having a Ryan Nall, uh, like bold, spicy hot take that he's going to have like 350 yards rushing, 250 yards receiving, and six touchdowns week one. Well, that would have been a Carolina Reaper, so you missed out. I don't even think so. I don't think that's hot enough. <laughs> Banana pepper? Yeah. I mean, that's basically his his median. It's, but it, it's gonna... it, also, it also sounds like uh, – David Montgomery at least is going to dress for the game and he'll probably, you know, be involved, but I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know if he's going to play. So would you, here's a, just a random question before we get to the two minute warning. Would you throw a Ryan Nall in any, like you're playing DFS this week. Would you throw him in any, any lineups? Like just say yeah, absolutely. You, you, you got a, you got a few bucks left. Are you going to? Uh, I mean, I, I hadn't planned on playing a lot of DFS lineups this week. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It also just depends. You have to wait for that last like injury report. And then look up what ownership percentage is. Oh, right, right. And, right. Uh, you know, kind of – because if, if Montgomery is like – they're like, he's, he's not going to play, he's barely going to play at all, Ryan Hall's probably going to be owned everywhere. Don't you think? Because he's yeah, super I would, cheap. I, probably. He's, I, I, he's, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so. Because I, 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 I can't see them giving Tariq Cohen, you know, 18 carries or anything like that. It's, that's not going to happen. And, and yeah, I, I mean – that that game is kind of weird, and, and I, I have a feeling the Bears are going to lose. And I, I think they're both probably like seven and nine franchises, you know, this season at the end of the day. So I think they're both about the same level of team. Um, but I, 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 you know, I don't know what to expect in terms of the Bears' offense. You know, Mitch Trubisky historically has, has played okay against Detroit. So, you know, will the Bears be able to move the ball against the Lions? Could maybe? I, I don't know what the Lions' defense will be like. I know they've added some pieces, so I, I don't know. Yeah, you got to do that one that one DFS team if you're going to set some lineups where it's like a Trubisky, Tariq Cohen, Ryan Nall, like Allen Robinson stack. <laughs> like, Let's go all in. It's probably a few too many bears in that stack. But no. I guess uh, Trubisky, Maybe bears. Maybe you're, playing, he, you're playing the million maker. You want a, a lineup to really, you know, outside of the box. Uh, and Mitch Trubisky <laughs> might, be, might be your quarterback if you want to go crazy. Uh, but, I mean, he, he, you know, if he just goes – if he's fighting for his job – He's going to run the ball. He's going to risk it. And yeah. although he might get hurt, he's an athlete. And we've seen that. And that's what produces quarterback, you know, high top five quarterback weeks for him. Yeah. I mean, like if he yeah. has a housing two, two touchdowns yeah. based on scrambles, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, but you're I right. Start, I can't start. I can't start him. Right. But, but yeah, but, but in terms of what, what your, your, you know, how much he costs us, I don't even know what he's going for, but it's got to be among the lowest of starting quarterbacks. Um, you know, the return on value, you're right. You know, he, two, you know, 200, throws for 200 yards, a couple touchdowns in the air and, you know, 50 yards in the ground runs one in all of a sudden you've, you've easily recouped your value and, and then some. So, all right. Well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not the best DFS player in the world. So then the rest of your lineup still has to do very well. So that's my problem. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I'll end up with like Chris Thompson and he'll, uh, he'll have like two catches for like 15 yards <laughs> with three carries for another, another, you know, 14 yards. So, so well, we're going to move to the two-minute warning. What do you want to share with our listeners before we end the show going into week one or, or, or anything? Any, any thoughts? Uh, I was kind of said that TJ Logan on the Bucks 
uh, went on the IR. I didn't see for how long he was out. I just saw that he was on IR. Do you remember TJ Logan? He was, I think he was the third. I think he was the third round draft, maybe fourth round draft pick for the Cardinals back in the day. He was the the scat back out of North Carolina that ran like a four three like one coming out. And I don't know if he's made it to an NFL season healthy yet. So the dreams rise and die quickly. Speak, speaking of dreams, here's a dream of mine for week one. Uh, apparently Mike Evans, I don't know if you saw this today, but has a bit of a hamstring issue. Uh, I, I don't know that his, he's totally, you know, what, what his status will be. It sounds like he's going to play week one, but there's a little bit of question there. So if the Bucks don't have Mike Evans, Justin Watson is probably going to get some play, as will Scotty Miller. So Justin Watson, my guy, our guy, you know, might have a big week one. Maybe Justin Watson is the guy to play in, in your GPPs. You know, little Brady, Justin Watson's uh, <laughs> he went OJ to 10, Howard right? stack. You want to go really outside of the box? Yeah. Uh, but Ryan, also, this is Tom Brady now taking over this team. And what are the, you know, where, where does he come from? He comes from the Patriots. Maybe Tom Brady was setting the team's injury reports in the past, and we just didn't even know it. So this is classic deception, uh, and Mike Evans will play and be fine. Right, right. Or it'll be, you know, Scotty Miller will be his target because he's this the short white white receiver. Because um, I looked, I, I was looking at Scotty Miller. There was a league where I, I moved someone to IR, and I was, I was it, it's a best ball league. I'm like, well, who can I pick up on the waiver wire now? And, um, you know, Scotty Miller was one of the guys I was thinking about. I went with Rex Burkhead just because I think, you know, with he could – you know fall into a couple of touchdowns on, on sunday but um scotty miller is like 511 and like 180 something i think so i was I, I thought i don't know i thought he was bigger for whatever reason but. did he play like lacrosse or quarterback in college by chance because then everything's lining up <laughs> everything's coming up millhouse <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, all right well we we should get out of here this is a this is a short show but but i think it's a good one a good start to the year and we're gonna have a great start to the year thursday night football uh, deshaun watson patrick mahomes uh, the two best quarterbacks of that draft class no mr Trubisky, thank goodness so it's gonna be a great way to kick off the year and we're gonna have fun so um we're the fantasy joes you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash fantasy joes you can find us on twitter we're at ff joes Will on Twitter is at FantasyJoe underscore Will. I'm at Roto Librarian. So on behalf of Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Oh, it's so much more to talk about, Ryan. I wish Xavier Howard was playing for the Dolphins week one. Because I want to see the Dolphins defense with him and Byron Jones. I think the Dolphins defense could be sneaky good. I, I am going to play the Dolphins defense in some of my DFS lineups because they're dirt cheap. They're the, I, I love to play the cheapest defenses just because. And, and I think at worst that could, uh, not at worst, but I think that could just be a low scoring game. And I know we're continuing going, you keep saying two minute warning and I keep on pushing us further. Yeah, no, this, but, is the, this is the bonus. Uh, bonus. This is the bonus. Is that uh that like Dolphins Patriots game has like a sneaky, like over under, it should be at like 13. I, I'm with you. I, I, I think – I don't know what to think of the Patriots' offense and, and Cam Newton. I mean, could he come out and, and be the old Cam? I, I guess that's within, you know, within the window of possibilities. But, yeah, the, the Patriots could be horrible on offense. And then the Dolphins' defense, you're right. They could be better than they were 
last year and even last year towards the end of the year they started playing much better ball and, and they've, they've they've injected more talent into that roster yeah no i i, I think i like that I, I think it's gonna and is that game not that it matters so much but it, is that in new england or is yeah that, it's yeah. a noon game and it's in new england yeah because the, man the, when the the pats go down to miami they, they struggle a lot of the time so that's Belichick's like DGAF game though. He gives the team, he's like, all right, we're in Miami, go out and have fun. Nobody cares about this game. It kind of cost him last year, but he right, had to right, stay, right. stay true. They also signed Kyle Van Noy, but it's also, which, which pivots to the, you know, the old Patriots coaching staff going to a different team where we haven't really seen success in the past, especially against the Patriots, uh, which, which worries me. But uh, Van Noy is a very versatile player. And what, we'll, I mean, if he kind of follows the trend of the rest of the rest of the Patriots players and doesn't transition that to other teams, but hopefully uh, they need something about him. Cause when no one went to the dolphins, right? Not the lions. I, if you went to the lions. That yeah, no, no, Van, <laughs> no, no, Van Noy went to, I'm almost positive. He went to the dolphins, but I'm going to, to confirm that. Uh, also Ryan, according to Roto world quickly, Ayuk and Debo Samuel didn't practice today. It's only Wednesday though. in Sunday games. I don't really care. Yeah, I, I I know. I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised. I don't I don't think they're, either one of them is going to play. George Kittle week. Jordan Reed. Let's see Jordan Reed get a couple touchdowns. Well, George Kittle's going to eat because you know, assuming that the Arizona defense hasn't gotten better against tight ends. Remember that was the thing last year. You always play tight end against Arizona. I think it was because, the year before too. Like yeah, Arizona like multiple coaching staffs and that team just doesn't There's understand something about it. Just like Tampa Bay can't. Um, you have the same starting kicker each did you see that like uh it's it's ryan suck up is their starting kicker and he's the i don't know it's it's has it been like eight nine ten years so they've had a different starting kicker to start the year or something like that something crazy really and they drafted a kicker in the second round yeah i know but it hasn't worked out for him all right i'm gonna uh, stop it here kicker talk time to time to stop the show so there's your bonus bonus content kids we'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's kick it on out of here <laughs>